Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. If you have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to the book of James. So if you have a Bible with you, you've got it on a tablet or a smartphone, you've, you've got a, a, you know, a copy of the Bible with you. We're looking at James together as a church, and it's James chapter 3, uh, verse 13, that I'm going to just take, take a few moments just to share for a few brief moments that we have in our time uh, together this morning. So James chapter 3, verse 13 to 18. I'm going to read from the... Um, I'm going to read from the NIV, and then I'm going to share a little bit from the New King James. But the NIV reads like this, New International Version. In James chapter 3, verse 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show, show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom does not come down from heaven but it is earthly unspiritual and of the devil for where you have envy and selfish ambition there is you find disorder and every evil practice but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace loving considerate submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who, ho- who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Peacemakers that sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. And so we're going to just take a few moments in the short time that we do have together. In the next few moments, we're going to look at the theme of wisdom. wisdom the title is Wisdom Works. And uh, it's based here in the few verses that we have together. So what I'm going to share, I hope and pray, will be an encouragement to you. It, 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 in, in the little bit of time that we have together, it won't be an exhaustive look at wisdom, but I pray and hope a, a, a practical application and it's something you can go away with, maybe read up a bit more yourself, but we can look and apply for our lives today. You know, we live in a world of... Um, we're, we're, we're brought before us a world of endless opportunity. It's a world of opportunity, a world of choice. You know, we, we're given many choices today. You, you, you probably say to me, tell me about it. Yeah, I don't know about you, but when, when I, you go out to the supermarket and um, you buy your, your toilet roll, you know, three-ply, four-ply, <laughs> quilted, extra-quilted, non-quilted, aloe vera, <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> For me, three ninety nine. We'll have that. <laughs> Compa- I mean, I wasn't born. I wasn't. Didn't go through the war years. There, there are still some in our church that have went through the war years, and you probably. Well, we won't. Just, we won't talk about what you would have used. Uh, it just, probably would have been newspaper, strips of newspaper, in an outside toilet somewhere, probably something like that. But, uh, you know, so, but, but the choice, you know, I'm, being, I'm being silly, but the choice that you and I have for something as mundane but as essential as toilet paper, the choices that we face, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Life now is, is full of many, many choices. 
you, I mean, it's good to have choice. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a, a doom merchant, but, but it's, it's pretty bewildering. And that's about life in general as well. I know it's a little microcosm of just the choices you'll have with your job, home, family. The choices that people have about gender. The choice is bewildering in the age in which we live. It's a simple, simple world has become an incredibly complex one. Um, but I still believe that it's probably pretty simple, really, at the end of the day. But in the world of endless opportunity and choice, things are becoming a bit blurred. We're getting a little bit dizzy. We've got so much to do and so, many, and so little time to do it and so many things to achieve and so much to get and so much, so much opportunity and, 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 and things are becoming, you know, it's becoming blurred. You know, it's truth, my truth, a bit of truth, the whole truth, maybe not nothing of the truth, you know, my, my version of the truth and um, right and wrong and, and everything seems to be getting blurrier around the edges. And... Um, and, and the people I talk to just say that, you know, it, the, the stresses of life seem to have increased with the, the opportunity for more leisure. It doesn't seem to make sense, does it? It doesn't seem to make sense. And um, James speaking in this letter, so I'm speaking about the 21st century, which, which is the here and now that we're living in. If we can come back to the first century for a moment, in the letter that we've just read, it's from, from the first century. You know, we're in the 21st century. And uh, this letter written is written to Christians from a Hebrew background, from a Jewish background, scattered around the world, who, who came out of, of sort of Jerusalem and far and beyond. And so James is writing, and we've been looking at this together. He's, he's a pretty straightforward writer. It's an electric shock to the system, as it were, a bit of a shock to the system, rather. When James speaks, it's very straightforward. It's, it's, it's a jolt that wakes us up, spiritually speaking. It's, it can quite be quite in your face at times. But it does, it's a wake-up call to, to, to Christian spirituality, really. And he's speaking at a time into the hearts of, of Hebrew believers who, who came from a, a, a back ground of, of, um, of and in this chapter 3 he, he's talking where people wanted to be teachers of, 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 of God uh, in chapter 3 at the very beginning and we, we, we're reading towards the end of chapter 3 here but it, he's speaking to people who, who felt teaching, teaching in the old Hebrew understanding would have been a, a, a big deal, it was, it was a, a great thing to be a, a spiritual teacher and he's then speaking to them about what's your language, if you think you're a teacher you're going to be judged accordingly and then he speaks about, speaks about the tongue and now he comes on to your heart and wisdom and life. And uh, he's speaking into the, that sort of era, but also he's also speaking into the, he, the Greek world. And, and the Greek world, the first century Greek world, was, was very much on learning, philosophy, rhetoric, uh, knowledge, hidden knowledge, mystery, um, hidden wisdom. And, and so this is all swirling around, uh, and, and this is the background. And he, he then speaks here, into those who think that they want to be teachers and be wise and learned and understanding and know what to do. He also, that's the Hebrew background, but speaking into the Greek world where there was philosophy and learning and thinking of being wise like the gods and, and uh, debate and skillful language. And this is, the sort of, uh, this is what he's speaking into that sort of heart and that spirit of the time. And, and, and he, he says that there's wisdom. There's earthly and there's heavenly wisdom. And uh, that's what I just want to spend a few moments just, just looking at, to, for us to be aware of this understanding that there is a, there is a, a way of life, 
that is, that is earthly, based on, a, on a, way, a way of life, a way of wisdom, a way of learning, a way of acting that is earthly. And there is a way of life, and, and this is what James is, is, is sharing here, a way of life, a way of acting, a way of living, a way of understanding that is heavenly. And to be aware of this is very incredibly important, particularly in the age in which we now live, where things are accelerating and, I, and there's so much we need to understand, we need to know, we need to know the way to go, we, how, how to live. We're being told this is the way to live. Others are saying, no, that's the way to live, my way to live. And so it's so important to know wisdom, the way of life which is earthly, wisdom, the way of life which is based on God, heavenly. And so I, I, I think, you know, James speaks about faith without works is dead, but I believe that, that he speaks here of a wisdom that works, a way of life that works. Not that you have to do stuff, but it works. You know, when somebody says, um, you know, I pass you the phone, this phone, this, this is a good phone, it really works, it's really good. And there is a way of life that really works, it's really good. And I think God's wisdom works. It really works out. It's really good. It's a great way of life. It's the best way of life. It's the way of life. And so this is why I, I, I'm excited that wisdom works. And we need to know what works and what doesn't. And be aware of the ways of this age, the ways of this world, and the ways of heaven, the ways of God, the heart of God. And it's to be discerning and to be aware of that. So that's where I want to go. So uh, wisdom. You know, wisdom is, uh, we can have knowledge. It's, it's knowing what to do with it. And how we do it, and that's wisdom. So we can we we we're very knowledgeable. We 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 um, the age in which we live, and and I'm not against this, raises the bar on learning, knowledge, understanding. And um, in the 21st century, you know there there is there is tremendous ability you know on the internet to find knowledge to to expand the mind, to know and to find knowledge. But, but wisdom helps us decide what to do with that knowledge. And that is so important because, you know, we're incredibly knowledgeable and, and human beings think we are so incredibly clever, but it's what we're doing with it that is killing our planet and killing each other. And so we're maybe not quite as wise as we think we are. And there's a wisdom of this world and there's a wisdom of God. And so wisdom then for us is, is knowledge, but it's knowing what to do with it. And as I said, in the Greek world, and so at the time of writing, in the Greek world, um, wisdom was philosophy, learning, debate, rhetoric, uh, the hidden knowledge of the pagan mystery religions, uh, wisdoms, uh, uh, Sophos, uh, this understanding of hidden knowledge or hidden wisdom in the Greek world. It's the, the, the pagan mystery religions that gave a secret wisdom. If you join the, which I'm not, I've never have and never would because I don't, I don't believe in it. Freemasonry has lots of hidden secrets that people are initiated into. And uh, there's idea of hidden secret. And... Um, there's no hidden secret. God has revealed all things. It's all now revealed in his son. But that's what people hoodwink to believe in. Uh, 
And uh, so Greek philosophy and the Greek world, it was hidden. It's, you, had to, you had to go deeper, yeah, higher plane to find the, the, the wisdom. And, 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 and but also, it was also based in learning and rhetoric and debate. And that was the Greek world. And so, um, but in, in the, from the Hebrew point of view, and Jesus comes out of the Hebrew uh, background, um, wisdom is, is this, knowledge of God and how to apply it. If you read... Proverbs and the Psalms, which is called the wisdom literature in the Old Testament, you'll see that wisdom is, true wisdom is the knowledge of God and how to apply that knowledge of God to our lives, how to live life in God, in a relationship with God, and how that's lived out in our lives. We're not so heavenly minded that we're of no earthly good. And, and so from a Hebrew background, and Jesus comes out, Jesus is a Jew, he came out of the Hebrew world and he, he applied that, he fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures and as well as the new, or, or he fulfills all. And so there's this understanding in, in the Jewish world and, and in the early Christian world is that wisdom was both ethical, livable and practical. That's what I want to say. Now, Psalm 111, verse 10, reads like this. Please note, there's, there are many, so I, I can't give you every scripture, but I'm gonna, this is something from Psalm 110, verse 11. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. Psalm, 110 verse, Psalm 111, verse 10. That's a New Living Translation. I'll say it again. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. So the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The fear of the Lord, a relationship with God, knowledge of God, factoring God. In, if I live a God-fearing life, it's not that, oh, he's so terrible and I, I'm so scared. It's, it's I acknowledge him as my creator and I, give my, I live my life for him in awe. That's the fear of the Lord. And it says, so, a, a re, so knowledge of God and a relationship with God is the wisdom of God, the wisdom of heaven. And, and it's how we then live that out in our lives. It's not just head knowledge about God, knowing Bible verses, but having a, to know God, to fully know God, it will be there's understanding in our head, but it's the knowledge of the heart, the head and the heart. It's a, it's a relationship. We, we, we know that through Jesus Christ. Um, so time permits, and I, to, I, I could expand that with many other verses, uh, but, but I, I introduced that before you. In, in Proverbs chapter 4, again, the, in, so Psalms and Proverbs are, the, are the, what we call the wisdom, the wisdom literature in the Old Testament. Proverbs 4 verse 5 says, get wisdom, do not forget my words or turn from them. Verse 7, wisdom is supreme, so, um, so acquire wisdom. Proverbs 4, verse 5, 7. Get wisdom. Do not forget my words. Get wisdom. Know God. Apply this to your life. And uh, in verse 7, wisdom is supreme. So in, acquire wisdom. Bear, bear in mind, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. And obeying his commandments is true wisdom. So it's knowing God. So, so, so wisdom is knowing God, obeying him and living it. Him out in our lives. That is the wisdom of, of God, the wisdom of, wisdom of heaven. And, uh, and so Solomon, King Solomon, a great king of the Old Testament, 
God commended and blessed him because when he asked, what would you want? He said, the first thing he said was, I want wisdom. And God said to him, because you've asked for wisdom, I will give you wisdom and I will bless your kingdom. He had the greatest kingdom of Israel that it ever was, was under Solomon in his early reign and his early life. Why? Because Solomon prized knowledge of God and how to live out God in the life of his nation and his kingship more than anything. And when God saw that, he saw his heart, similar to that of his father David, he said, you will be blessed. And he acquired all, he was an incredibly wealthy king, actually, in the wealthy nation. The nation was blessed. And so... Um, Knowledge of God, knowing God, not, not just head knowledge, but heart, relationship. Knowledge in its, in its, in its ultimate um, understanding is knowing, is tasting, experiencing, is relational. Then knowledge of God and applying that to your life and my life, in other words, living it out, is wise. And knowing how to live God, how to live God in my marriage you know, how to live God as a manager. You manage a number of people in your department. Um, how about this then? How to live God at the checkout. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> ha, 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 yeah. I'm not saying it. If, if you do work on a checkout, I'm not, um, you know, um, uh, underplaying your role, by the way. Just, you do more than just going beep, 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 beep. You're probably talking to people and relating to people and uh, et cetera, et cetera, and, and many other skills probably. But it's, how, how do I live God? There. It's not just here, and it's, it's not just, you know, when I pray. That's wisdom. What about in my, ma in, 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 um, uh, my, my marriage or with, in, with relating to my children, my, my, my neighbour, you know, across the fence, um, you know. Uh, apply your relationship with God to every aspect of heart, life, home, Work, leisure, how we conduct our hearts, speaking with people, relating, giving, forgiving, mercy, life. Wisdom. Knowing God and how to live. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Because when we know this, life will be good. And so, 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 so second thing I want to say is this. So, so we introduce wisdom. Moving on. I want to move on quickly. So, uh, there's, so there's, there's, um, there's a way of this world and there's a way of heaven. There is an earthly wisdom and there is a heavenly wisdom. So there's a, there's a way of knowledge and how to do life that's based on the teachings and foundation of this age, our world. And there's a way, there's a knowledge of God and how to live our lives based heaven. And that's really interesting and important to know because the danger can be is that we can f not realise that or forget that. If my relationship with God is waning, you will find that the influence of the wisdom of this world will increase. It, 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 I don't want to be a doom merchant. If your relationship with God is, is one where you are walking and seeking to live and, and, and apply, and, it, and it's a challenge, you'll find your, 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 your wisdom of, of heaven will, will begin to increase. You won't have to try hard at it. 
We'll, we'll look at that in a moment. And so, so it's incredibly important. And um, I would say this, that um, the way of this world is a polar opposite of the way of heaven. The way of this age, and, and, and there's lots of good things in our world. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make it all out that this is a, you know, a terrible, evil, everything. But the way of the world, the wisdom of this world, the knowledge of this world and how to live life is a polar opposite, the knowledge of God and how to live his life. It, it's a polar opposite. Please, you, but, but now, now, you know, you, the more that you read the wisdom literature, the more that you have a relationship with Jesus, you will experience this. You will experience this. If you're not experiencing it, you may be that you're living the way of this world more than you are living the way of Jesus. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. So there's an earthly knowledge and an application to life, and there's a heavenly knowledge and an application to life. So that's wisdom. There's a wisdom of earth and a wisdom of heaven. So there is, a, there is an earthly knowledge and an application to life. Hence, lots of laws that are being debated and beginning to get passed and the stuff that's going on in our age and attitudes that change from decade to decade, right? And there's a, there's a heavenly attitude and, and, and a knowledge and application to life as well. And, uh, and so this is what James is saying. And so with the earthly, now look, take a look at this. And this, uh, this is what I find um, incredible and quite salutary and also quite frightening if I only live by the earthly wisdom. So if, if, you, if you look with me, um, so, uh, so, so they're polar, polar opposites. So look at this. If you look at, um, so look at, um, the writing is so small. Even with glasses on. What's happening to me? <laughs> it needs to be enlarged by about that big. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Verse 15. So he's speaking of, 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 of earthly wisdom. Such wisdom, this earthly wisdom, right? Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is. Now look at this. Earthly, unspiritual of the devil. Earthly wisdom. Doesn't just stop there. It says it's earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. Now, another translation puts it like this. The New King James says this. It's earthly, sensual, demonic. It's, but the, it's the correct translation, by the way. Uh, uh, the um, Amplified... So, so, so stay with me just for a minute because it's interesting when you look at different translations. So when I would study, I, I take the, the New International Version, I look at the New King James, and I look at the Amplified. And I, I'll, I'll look at the, and the three together gives me probably closest to the, the, the original meaning, right? And, uh, um, and so what you find there then is this. So, 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 so he says this, that this wisdom... This wisdom, this earthly wisdom is, is earthly, there's a, but it descends. Sensual, demonic, if, if it goes all the way. Can you see there's a descent? There's a falling away. It doesn't just stay. So, so what you say, so, oh, it's only a bit earthly. It's only people, isn't it? Well, it starts off like that. And I'll, 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 I'll say why. But so... So you can see that. So, and it's interesting that so the so the where it says sensual, 
So, so, it says in, so it says in the NIV, unspiritual, right? Earthly, unspiritual. Actually, that, that's partly true, but the full truth is it's unspiritual, sensual, animal. If you were to get the full meaning of, of what that word, but, but they've gone for, the NIV is what they call a dynamic equivalent. New King James is a literal translation. Unspiritual is correct to a degree. Sensual, animal. The Amplified says, uses the word in brackets, animal. So, so, so you see something here. So you see when we earthly, when we live on this earth without God, earthly is my idea, my way, not without God. Human beings have gone our way, my way. Frank Sinatra sung the song, my way. That's earthly without God, right? Earthly. But if we continue my way, the danger is we think what is right. It then descends to unspiritual, sensual, animal. It appeals to the fallen nature. The animal, unsensual, unspiritual. And if we continue, we're getting further away from God by this, by this time, right? And if we continue, it, it's, as, as time, it, it says it's, Devilish or demonic. Earthly wisdom has this potential to descend. It can look the part, it sounds the part, but it's in free fall. It's part of the fall. In in Genesis where human beings, Adam and Eve, turned their back on God, then we fell. We fell from grace. We fell from God. We fell from relationship. And that's that's what earthly wisdom is based on. But it, but it can descend and get far worse. Now, and so the fall, with the fall, we are broken. We are fallen. We are fallen away from the creator. We break our relationship. Unless you're born again, that's why we need to be born again, because we've fallen. Our relationship is broken, so we need to be born again, born afresh, born anew, to be restored in our knowledge and relationship with God so that we can live, live for him. And live knowing him and his wisdom to live out that life of him. It's, it's, incre- it's through Jesus Christ. It's incredible. It's a, yeah, okay. So time, time persists. That we, we've only got a certain amount of time. But, but, so, so, but you can see there, earthly, sensual, devilish. There's a fall. There's a rapid fall. It's a bit like a plug hole. We go down the plug hole. It leads to going down the, I mean, forgive me, you know, but it, it, it's, a, it's like a vortex that will take us down. And if we continue, if we continue. So, so the, we move further away from God. The further away from God we go, the lower we go. Uh, look at what is happening. Just, just look, at, look at what is potential, potentially being debated. Laws that have been passed, that, that become law in our country, uh, things that are being debated in Parliament and law, the House of Lords, groups that would like to push things even further, lots of pressure groups all over, and that will become, and you can, but you can see why, because it's earthly, sensual, demonic. I'm not saying everything, everything, so we deal with the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world the fallen nature, the sensual, the flesh, and the devil. So I'm not saying everything's demonic, but I would say that some laws that are, that, that are being passed and some things that aspects of the church, I say the church, the general church, is accepting 
is demonic. It is. It is. Some things, not everything, but some things. Because if we continue in earthly, we will give in to the fleshly, and that fleshly is, can be gripped by the demonic. And after all, the devil would like all mankind to go down with him. He doesn't want us to have a relationship with God, does he? So anyway, here we go. And so, so finally, so, 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 and, but you can see, now it's interesting, the, this earthly wisdom, and so, so we're to pray for those in government, not decry them, we pray for our, our parliament, we pray for those in authority, that they might r- be raised up righteous, so that God, good will prevail, that God will prevail. Our nation, historically, look, there's been bad stuff in our, our, our history, um, we, we were a land, our parliament was a land of the book. You know, you would swear to tell the, on the Bible the whole truth, nothing but the truth, by Almighty God. But we're moving further. You know, we're, 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 we're moving, we're, we've moved further, we've moved further away. I'm not saying our nation has been a totally Christian nation. No, I'm, I'm just saying, but the people of the book are moving further away, moving further away from God. And you see that across the nations, you see that across the world. So... So there is, so there's a, there is an, uh, an earthly, and an, so there's a, there is an earthly wisdom that, that if if we're not if if that's all that we do, it, you know, it, it will be dangerous for us. But, but he says, so James says that this wisdom leads to this earthly wisdom leads to strife, and it, you, you see, he says there, he says, who is understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, his deeds, and, and humility. But if you harbour bitter envy, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from, from heaven, but is earthly and spiritual and of the devil. For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there we find disorder and every evil practice. You know, uh, uh, ultimately, and I say ultimately, I say ultimately, down the road, this earthly wisdom leads to strife. Ultimately. So he then says, but heavenly wisdom. And so the heavenly wisdom is it's, it's a revelation of God and a relationship with God and, and how to live life, how to apply it. That's what wisdom is. This heavenly wisdom is, is, is knowledge of God. And that knowledge of God is knowledge of relationship, head and heart. It's to, it's to, to taste and see that God is good and to then know God and, and then how to apply his Life for the way of life, for our lives, for, for, for your life, for my life. And so it's a revelation of God which leads to relationship with God and how to apply this to our lives. And this doesn't lead to strife, it leads to life. And so he says here, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is of first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow with peace raise a harvest of righteousness. I am not saying that you will be perfect when we start to relate to God. We're being perfected. But the more we yield to God, we relate to God through his son, Jesus Christ, and open our hearts to the Holy Spirit and give our lives to him, we are changed from glory to glory. We've been sanctified, changed from glory to glory, so that we can grow in humility and peace and love and mercy. It's a challenge to, 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 show, to show mercy at times. And somebody says, well, I'm going, to go and, I'm going to go and be merciful. And people find that hard. Our mercy relates, comes out of a relationship of his mercy in my heart. 
which I give away. If I don't know him, it's, it's a challenge to try. And then, so people are trying to do all these good Christian things and live a life that's holy. It's knowing him, relating to him, loving him, and being loved by him that we can then begin to release these things. And we should release them in our hearts and obey. And that's what wisdom does. Wisdom helps us. Wisdom helps us apply to forgive, to love, to be loved, to live, to obey. What to do, what not to, when, how. And it leads to life. So to round up and finish then. How, to, how can you have wisdom? I would want to ask you, do you know God today? I'm not asking you to put your hand up and, and tell me necessarily, but have you a relationship with Jesus Christ? You might come to church, you might read the Bible, you might have a family friend who's a Christian, uh, or someone in your mum or your dad or a brother or someone, you may have been invited to a church. Uh, the, the, all those things might be great things, but knowing him, knowing God, it's through his son Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, so loves the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's relating. God wants to restore the fallen, broken relationship when we turned our backs through Adam and Eve and said, I'll do it my way. Then God gave the sacrifice of his son so that we could be restored to live his way. The way of love, the way of mercy, the way of hope, the way of grace. Not rules and regulations, but a loving relationship with an almighty God, an awesome God, creator God, who wants to fill and flood our hearts through the power of his Holy Spirit. It's very wonderful. It's very beautiful, which then enables us through him imparting his wisdom to live the life. So I would say, do you have a relationship with God for the first time? I would say to Christians here this morning, how is your relationship with God? Is it fresh? Is it alive today? Things can get in the way. Pain, upsets, breakups, busyness, leisure, life. If we don't watch it, lots of stuff takes up our lives. And it's maybe restoring my devotion, my focus on Jesus, my, 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 my love for God. I don't know about you, but with me, I have to do that. I have to come again and again. I don't have to, but I know I need to. I know my heart grows cold. I get used to things. I have lots of stuff come my way. I'm taken sidetracked. I'm knocked off course. Sometimes I'm beaten up and I need to come back and say, Lord, I need you. I love you. I thank you. Are you that person this morning? Because you'll, you'll lack wisdom if our relationship. Wisdom is relating and knowing God and then how to put that relationship into practice. And so this morning, you may need to renew your relationship with him. James says in James 1 verse 5, you, do not, you lack wisdom because you don't ask. So ask. Ask. I love you, Jesus. Grant that I may know that I can obey and live for you. You know, as a manager in work, I'm finding it stressful. I don't know how to do this. Help me apply your love and your mercy to my own life and those around me to live for you and live for your glory. Holy Spirit, empower me. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Ask, and God will, as you relate to him, you can ask and say, Lord, help me today. And so James says, ask, ask. So that's the third thing I say. And finally, the fourth thing I say is obey, is obey God. 
Hear him and obey him, either through his word or speak to your heart. But it says in Psalm 111, we read it earlier, Psalm 111 verse 10, all who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. You read it for yourself, Psalm 110, 111, sorry, keep saying 110, Psalm 111 verse 10, all who obey his commands will grow in wisdom. So when we, we obey him, and that's a challenge in your life, my life, when, when the world in which we live says, so politicians, so, so some politicians are saying that, I won't say the particular church, but it's the established church of our nation, that the, the established church of our nation needs to reflect the will of the people. No, it doesn't. I don't think it does. It needs to reflect the will of God. The church, that's the, ch- the church general, all church, irrespective of denomination. We, we, we reflect the will of God because the will of people, earth, without God, will become earthly, sensual, and if we don't watch it, can even become demonic. So we're, and, but the challenge on us will be to reflect God that's a challenge. That is our challenge. It's a great challenge. It's a beautiful challenge. The Holy Spirit has come to enable us to do so. Jesus loves his church. He will build us up. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The church that reflects God will see God, know God. And we, but it will be a challenge, particularly for you at work and I, you know, for, for each one of us. You, you don't believe that, do you? You can't say that. You don't believe that about gender, do you? That, that's, that's illegal. You can't do this. We have freedom of religion. That is one of the simple freedoms that our nation, which thank God, you know, we, we live in an amazing nation. Let's not knock everything about our nation. Let's not knock everything about our parliament, irrespective of what brand of politician that you, 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 you're, you're into. We're to pray for, aren't we? But let's obey. So let's obey him. Let's obey God. If you keep my commands. Jesus said this. I quoted the Old Testament. How about this in John 15, 10? Come into the New Testament with this. We will. Now I'm going to stop. We're going to, the worship team are going to come. If the worship team would come, that would be great. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, said Jesus. If you keep my commands, John 15, 10, you will, if you, you will remain in my love. So obedience. So look. Let's know God and trust our lives to him. Let's renew our lives to him as Christians, perhaps. So some of us, for the first time, give our lives to God. Maybe for some of us, it's renewing our lives in God as Christians. And for many of us, it would be in that renewed life, I ask you to help me, Lord, that I might be wise in, in, in um, obeying. And I will obey you, and I'm going to obey you. But help me, Lord. And we will know earthly wisdom leads to life. No. Earthly wisdom doesn't lead to life. Earthly wisdom leads to strife. Heavenly wisdom leads to life. And that's what you and I want today. Life, life eternal. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, the living one. You say, we only have to ask and we shall receive. Knock, the door will be opened. Lord Jesus, we, we, we're here this morning and we, we come to you and we give our lives to you. If you're here, for the, not for the first time, if you've, never, if you've come, never come to a point in your life where you have said to God, forgive me for living for myself. We live in a world that says, I don't need God. We don't believe in God. We don't need God. I'm going to live my way. If you have lived like that, then this morning, I encourage you to come before God and say, forgive me for living for me without you. I want to give you my heart and my life that I might live for you, Jesus. 
Maybe you're here this morning, you are a Christian, and you know that your, your walk is not as fresh as it used to be. And you, you might, please don't beat yourself up for that. I'm just encouraging you to get back on track, get renew, restore. Just come back to Jesus. It's not you have to do lots of stuff. All you've got to do is turn your heart, just the heart. God looks at the heart. It's just that you turn your heart. Maybe you've been hurt, so your heart has been pulled a certain direction. Maybe you're so busy, your heart's being pulled in a certain direction. Maybe there's a lot going on in your life and your heart's been pulled away. Just acknowledge in your heart that, God, I acknowledge I need you and I bring you my life. That's you returning. That's all you've got to do. How amazing is that? God looks at the heart. So this morning we come, Father God, and we return. We give our hearts back to you. We say, forgive us if we've been sidetracked, bruised, broken along the way, pulled from the path. We want to restore. We bring ourselves before you and ask that your Holy Spirit will just fill me and renew me afresh that I might live for your kingdom and your glory. Lord Jesus, we pray. In your mighty name, we ask. Lord, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to put into practice that which you say to my life. I ask you, Father God, for courage as we face the age in which we live to compromise or to not believe that or not to do this or to keep quiet, to hide away. We ask that you give us courage, Father God, to stand before you and to acknowledge you, not just before you here, but acknowledge you before men and women that I believe in Jesus, I believe in God, I believe in the Father, I believe in the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe that God's way is the best way. Almighty God, we pray that you would come and fill us with courage, fill us afresh with the Holy Spirit. The early church just turned the world upside down. We just ask you, Father God, we, we pray for those in Parliament right now. We ask that you give our politicians wisdom, knowledge of God, that we would fear you again, that we would see you, Father. Oh Lord, it's a miracle, I know. We, we, we need a great miracle in our nation and the nations, but you say, ask of me and I will give the nations as your inheritance. So we ask you, Father, that you, before your return, Jesus, that many, many more will come to the knowledge of you. Father God, we pray. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts and lives. Stir us up, fill us up, send us out. Refresh, store, heal and deliver in this place. Lord God, we pray. I pray for people in their jobs, hard-pressed, anxious, stressed. Oh, Father God, would you come and grant your presence your peace, your wisdom, what to do, how to do it, how to live for you. They're backed into a corner. They're falling by the wayside. Father God, would you pick them up, draw them to yourself, touch their heart, renew their soul, renew their soul. In the name of Jesus, I pray. stand together. God bless you. As we sing this song, in our own way, each one of us, let's give our hearts to him. Give your life, give your work, give your home, give your heart, give your family, whatever it might be that you face. Let's place our lives in his hands. And as we sing, let's you know, raise our hands to heaven and say, Lord, this is my offering, my life. I'm going to encourage you. To, uh, you, know, if you, you know, I don't know about you, but Sometimes the raising of our hands is the, is the childlike raising of hands. It's like, pick me up, God. I'm giving you my life. A little child will say, Mummy, Daddy, pick me up. And, and there is something in the raising of hands. It's giving of our lives, giving a sacrifice, giving my life. And 
I'd encourage you this morning. No one's going to look at you. I'm not going to look at you. But to maybe the raising of our hands releases something in our lives. And I'd encourage you to do so. It's a symbolic act of saying, I'm going to give you my life, God. Let's do that together. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Christ is my reward and all of my devotion. Now there's nothing.